If you want to lose weight, how many calories should you eat? This question gets asked a lot in weight loss communities, but it is one that I struggle with personally as I work to lose 100 pounds. And even if you identify that magic number of calories, are all calories consumed even the same? Let's break down this issue so that you can shift from spinning your wheels to making lasting progress. Three, two, one, let's go. Ain't no limit. Tell them there ain't nothing stopping you. Taking off, weight loss made possible. Plenty ups and downs, but she won't fail. Lucy, show them how to reinvent yourself. They say life is a challenge and you can't overcome it. It don't matter what happens. You ain't stopping for nothing. Do it like a boss. Hey, you know what we about to do? Take off, weight loss made possible. Let's go. Want to learn how to lose weight from someone who has done it before? Subscribe now. Welcome to Weight Loss Made Possible. I'm your host, Lucy Laramie. When a semi-truck crashed into my car and flatlined my life as I knew it, the recovery heaped an additional 60 pounds onto my lifelong battle with my weight. Do you know how kids get a bit too heavy to be carried? The extra weight I lugged around was equivalent to constantly holding three small children. My weight loss journey empowered me to lose over 100 pounds and keep the weight off for over five years. Yet, it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked confidence in who I was and what I could do. Fast forward past many failed attempts and the lessons learned and you will see the version of me today that looks better, feels better, is healthier, and has more freedom. I created the Weight Loss Made Possible podcast to share stories and lessons learned from my journey and to give you simple strategies to help you forge your own path to success. If you want to become the champion in your weight loss story, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Online weight loss groups can be toxic. Have you ever experienced this? Mainstream culture equates weight loss with effort and weight gain with laziness. And I know from my own experience that emotions can run high when you're stuck in a cycle of making effort yet getting mediocre results. And someone implies that you're not doing enough. The mentality that weight equals wellness can have a toxic effect on everyone. Yes, weight loss can be a byproduct of a healthy lifestyle, but it's not necessarily an indicator of one. There are many people in larger bodies that are active, healthy, and happy. And there are many people in smaller bodies that are not following a healthy lifestyle. Some people are pursuing weight loss to improve their health. However, there are also many others who believe that they should lose weight only because of the unhealthy messaging about thinness promoted in mainstream culture. And they are pursuing weight loss in a healthy way. When you combine people into weight loss groups with contrasting beliefs and values, then add in diet culture stigmas, 
things can get really heated. Furthermore, the social media environment simply dumps gasoline on the fire. And fights can really flare up. Before social media, debates were face-to-face and based on facts. In the event that someone entered the debate not prepared or uneducated, they would likely lose to the more intelligent argument. There were no enter buttons on keyboards that allowed them to re-enter the conversation. Everything changed with the social media revolution. Now people express their opinions and criticize others in ways they wouldn't do in person. And weight loss communities are no exception to this. Before I left weight loss groups for good, I encountered one of the most memorable arguments. If this argument had taken place in person, it looked like a fight scene straight out of a movie with people screaming and throwing food at each other. It was all about what should I eat in a day and are all calories the same? A few members championed the idea that food photos should be limited. According to the argument, food photos might tempt people to eat unhealthy foods, therefore sabotaging other people's efforts. To consider a policy like that, a consensus would have to be reached on what's healthy. That's what we're all trying to figure out on a weight loss journey, right? As you can imagine, there was no consensus and a lot of arguments. There were three women on one side of the debate who said you had to eat specific healthy foods to lose weight. They said it didn't matter how much you ate. They claimed the most effective way to lose weight is simply to eat healthy. Their argument was countered by a man with about 200 pounds to lose who described himself as a piggy eater. They were angry when he said, you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight. There was a lot of interest in the debate and many group members picked sides and weighed in. Did I mention that this weight loss group had at least 10,000 people? Imagine four people sparking a viral food fight. To prove them wrong, the man promised to eat only what he liked for one week and still lose weight. Remember how he said he was picky? There were only three foods that he'd eat. Are you able to guess what they were? It's hot dogs. Mars candy bars, and diet soda. Can you imagine that as a diet? To prove his point, he ate exactly that, lost a few pounds, and uploaded the proof to the group. There was a complete uproar in the community. The truth is, both sides had a point. While the man proved you need to eat within a calorie deficit to lose weight, the women were right too. If you don't take care of your nutrition, it will eventually catch up to you, regardless of your weight. Here's the problem with finding that magic number of calories to eat each day. It changes all the time. 
I know that's not what you want to hear because it doesn't give you clarity on how to move forward. But that's coming in a moment, I promise. The number of calories you need can vary based on your age, weight changes, your activity levels, and other factors. And although 3,500 calories can equal one pound of fat loss, the scale can be deceptive because the number on the scale can also be influenced by water weight, and muscle mass changes, making it hard to understand the data you are seeing in real time and implement changes. So if calories and the scale can be deceptive about your progress, where should you put your effort in order to get progress? Everyone understands that eating the right amount and quality of food matters, but Few people know where to begin to get the best results. When calorie tracking produces mixed results, what will get more traction? This is a critical issue to conquer because studies have shown that people gain 11 pounds for every diet they follow. Why is that the case? When people lose weight, they often lose muscle and fat. Often when they regain weight, it is all fat. Muscle burns seven times as many calories as fat, so their metabolism slows down. As a result, they must now eat fewer calories than they did when they first began. To achieve success, you should follow your own path and not follow a cookie-cutter plan. Following other people's diets means surrendering your freedom. Creating your own strategy will cost you some trial and error. Then again, isn't trial and error exactly what happens when you experiment with a bunch of random diets promoted by other people? Maybe you're thinking, okay, I get that, but how? Let me show you how I solved this. Let's start by defining what a diet is. A diet is basically consuming fewer calories than you burn each day. There are two ways to do it. Either subscribe to someone else's system or make your own. Subscribing to someone else's system may seem simple, straightforward, and less complicated at first. However, as you get into it, you realize you must adopt the system's lifestyle and preferences. Imagine telling someone who is a vegan that the only way to lose weight is to eat meat. It's not going to work. My strategy was formed by pulling ideas from a lot of different places and experimenting with what worked and reflecting on what didn't. Working in the restaurant industry during my journey was also an asset that helped me learn about food and the systems used to prepare and present it. If I had put on blinders by following a mainstream diet, I would have missed out on all of the opportunity to learn some really incredible ideas and strategies. Creating your own system lets you customize it to fit your lifestyle and personality. There are an endless number of ways to accomplish your goals. So you have a lot of freedom and flexibility. When you've struggled so much to find a solution, the idea that there are lots of solutions seems a little fluffy. It's just that when you're looking for one way that works, 
you put blinders on. At this point, you might be thinking, okay, Lucy, that makes sense, but how? If I were to redo my 100-pound weight loss journey today, these are the three things even more important than calorie tracking that I would focus on first in order to give the system a good structure. Remember I said clarity is coming, here it is. First, there were times in my journey when I meticulously tracked calories and times when I did not. Each side has its pros and cons. Let's be clear here. Calorie tracking is much different than calorie counting. In my mind, calorie counting is when you aim to achieve progress by trying to hit a target number of calories each day. And if you look at set point theory and how it applies to weight loss, your body really fights to stay at a certain weight range and eating the same number of calories every day is only going to exacerbate this problem. There's a strategy that worked for me that was much effective than calorie counting, and that was cycling. Specifically, calorie cycling and carb cycling. I worked with both to find out what worked for me. These are common terms, yet lesser-known strategies that you can Google and find information on to determine how it might work for you. What I love about the calorie cycling strategy is that you can say goodbye to the idea of, oh, I screwed up today, because it allows for a lot of flexibility. If you follow this show, then you know that I love cake. And since moving to Michigan from Atlanta in 2020, I have been occasionally bartending at a nice wedding venue as I found myself missing my old job. And you know the perk of working at a wedding venue is that there is sometimes a leftover wedding cake from a nice bakery. And I have a reputation for being in love with cake. If you want to fight me for one of the leftover pieces, you might get stabbed with a fork. And there are several people at my job that know I have lost 100 pounds and probably look at me like, who is this girl who lost 100 pounds and binges on cake? Both carb cycling and calorie cycling are my secret friend. Okay, second thing. I immediately do and focus on is increasing my amount of protein. Why? Protein is the building block of your muscles and therefore eating adequate amounts of protein helps you maintain your muscle mass and promotes muscle growth. And what do we know from research about muscle? A pound of muscle burns seven times more calories than fat. A pound of muscle burns seven times more calories than fat. A calorie may be equal, but the impact it has may not be equal. Protein is important because it reduces your appetite and hunger levels, which is important to helping you reach your goals. Studies show that protein is by far the most filling. It helps you feel more full with less food. If I had to choose only one thing to track, I would track the amount of protein I eat before I attract calories or carbs. 
One study revealed that increasing protein intake from 15% to 30% of calories helped overweight women eat over 400 less calories per day without intentionally restricting anything. How much protein do you need per day? The current recommended amount is about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, or 0.36 grams per pound, for someone who is sedentary. That's about 72 grams of protein if you weigh about 200 pounds or 90 kilograms. That's a starting point, but again, you can find what feels right for you. The third and final area of focus is to reduce oil consumption and increase the quality of oils that you consume. I've seen research that suggests that as much as 60% of the calories the average American eats in a day come from oil, especially hidden in processed foods. Imagine how much other awesome stuff you could be eating if you reduce the amount of oil in your diet. The recommended amount is four teaspoons per day of high-quality oil or butter, yet many people are getting as much as seven tablespoons, which equates to about 900 calories. You know what? 900 calories is the equivalent amount of calories of a large frozen pizza. Oil consumption can really sneak up on you, and managing it more effectively can provide a lot of space to eat other things so that you are not hungry. My recommendation is to begin to reduce oil intake and increase protein intake. Two effective strategies to accomplish this are to reduce processed foods and to limit fried foods. At home, I only use two types of oil or fat when cooking, pure butter and olive oil. And the result in how I feel has been tremendous. As we wrap up this episode, let's recap. Rather than finding out the magic number of calories and consistently trying to stick to it, there are three strategies that will allow you freedom and flexibility and to focus on balancing the amount of calories you consume and finding a nutrition strategy that also helps you feel healthy. Those three things are cycling, calories, carbs, or both, increasing protein, and reducing oil consumption. Focusing on these three areas helped me lay a foundation to create my own system and find strategies that worked for me and my lifestyle. Although I required trial and error, the result was more freedom and flexibility and the results that lasted longer. If you found this episode helpful, like and review it to help it reach more people. Until next time, don't give up on the journey. It's challenging, but it's worth it. See you soon, friend. You've been listening to Weight Loss Made Possible. You want to learn how to lose weight from somebody who's done it before? Well, make sure you get your free copy of Lucy's favorite weight loss resources. Go to weightlosswithlucy.com and follow on Instagram for daily motivation at weightlosswithlucy.com. Time to make your weight loss transformation possible. Until next time, don't give up on the journey. Subscribe and hit the website and follow on Instagram. Let's go.